The Mandalorian Season 2 has started on Disney+, and so has our Patreon-exclusive series, Swick Talks the Mandalorian. We're covering every episode of this season the same way we did with Season 1, and all of those episodes are available to all of our Patreon supporters at any level of support, starting at just $1. Every Patreon supporter gets access not only to the entire Mandalorian series we've done, but to a ton of other exclusive Patreon content. To learn more, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash neozes. He jumped out with two blasters in hand and rushed the behemoth with a battle cry, Leroy Jackson. (laughs) 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 That part I added. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Jackson T. Tupperaki. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, but we'll get to that explanation in the end. He has like a whole name. That's the name I saw. Matt's going to explain. You didn't look hard enough. (laughs) Um, Mr. Jackson, if you're nasty. Jackson appears in... I I just wrote down comics. Yep. (laughs) That's it. Okay, uh, but we, but you said we, you told me you were doing this one. I was like, oh, because everyone knows this. This, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And all right, the names are still here, guys. So so have a seat. All right, okay. <laughs> have a seat. Take a have seat. A, take a have seat. Have a seat. Take a seat. My name is a green rabbit. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Go ahead. <laughs> no, isn't that a great name? A character, Chris. Come on, CNC I heard it now. I me. talked to you the first time. <laughs> CNC Music Factory works for me. CNC yeah. Music Factory. Everybody dance I used to. This is stupid. That's one of the songs I love so much. Working at the feed, I used to. I used to pull up there, blaring that thing. Thinking that was the coolest thing walking here. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> I do. Re- I remember that. Do you remember that, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. I used to get it already, I guess, on whatever, cassette, I guess. And wait till it was in the parking lot and then hit play. Oh god. <laughs> and you would you would like you would like thrash around in your car. The whole would. car would be shaking. I would be bouncing around in my car, yeah. So it looks like I'm getting laid about I, I was by myself. Yeah, he, he, he used to do like this whole like gyration to it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you I could hear it song. a mile away, your little red car with the lethal yeah. weapon license plate. <laughs> My red Sundance. I still have that leaf weapon plate. It's in the garage, in the, in the corner. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I used to I used to pull up there thinking that was the coolest. Was cool. And then I used to pull them with the Bad Boys theme. Bam, 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 bam. McLaurin, Luma. I thought I was I was the shit, and I was just I just was shit, and that was it. No, Aww. you were wonderful. No, yeah. stop it. Take that back. Okay. You made everybody's day a little happier. You did. A little bit happier. Ex- except for the people. A little brighter. You can make the day a little lighter. What is that? That's a Brady Bunch song, isn't it? Yes. Is <clears throat> there you go. Keep on, you, keep on. You did the job of six on. people. 
Incestuous, incestuous brothers and sisters. Yeah. I know I had one real friend. I was only scheduled with him because no one else wanted to work with him. His name was uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Michael. Good friend. Yeah, that's it. Michael Kosakavage. Kosakavage? Who? Yeah, and then he got called back to King's IGA. King's IGA. There was only one person that was not happy you were there, and that was the man in charge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah, he was, we, we, we buttheads and all, but you know, everyone, you know, butts heads, right? You know? He's a butthead. He's a, he's a butthead. <laughs> he would say, he said something about me. I guess I, one time I, I got there, I guess I didn't really, I don't know, dry my hair or comb my hair right. It was just a fucking mess. And 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 he said something about my hairdo, and I said, "Look at yours." And he's oh. looking his eye because he had no hair; he was all falling out. And he was like, he was like twelve. You know what I mean? <laughs> and his, okay. His, his <laughs> Let's stay positive. <laughs> what? What? Did I hit a soft spot with with hair loss? Hey, watch it. Well, go go look no. at yourself in the camera at Walmart. I know, but they keep on saying whenever I go there, and Caitlin, just the other day, we went, we went there and I asked her, is it really that bad? She's like, no, it looks worse on the camera. It's really not that bad. And I go, why does it look horrible in the camera? Oh, it She's looks like, bad when you look at it. It's the way that, that the camera angle is. I'm not, I'm not, no. It's it's fine. I don't care. I'm almost 50. <laughs> He's almost 50. <laughs> um, Alright. Back to the names. Uh, my, name, my name's Karis Chris because it's a rabbit. Uh, there's there's the joke. Laugh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Um, today I'm joined by Mel Blank Matt. Oh God, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. That didn't sound really. Um, I don't know. Authentic. Sincere. Yeah, sincere. Yes, I like it. I like Mel Blank. How can you not like? Who doesn't like or like Mel Blank? Rest his soul. A legend. Legend. Um, I'm also with. Eh, what's up, Doc Dave? Did <laughs> you just say what's up, Dave? Give <laughs> rock. No, because I think what's up, Dave, is the same. Foosh Nickens. Yeah. What's up, Doc? Give rock. And I don't know, Tim. Tim, I'm sorry, Tim. Just still be my friend after this, okay? <laughs> okay, there, Tim. Did did you already leave? <laughs> yeah. Whoop, slam. Tiny Toons Tim. Yeah. It's it now it's it's a big thing because they made a joke about Johnny Depp apparently. Who did? The new Tiny Toons on Hulu. Animaniacs. And oh never mind. Not not Tiny Toons. I know <clears throat> I know Matt's gonna hate me. Gonna uh, I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know Matt's gonna continue hating me. I never seen one episode of Animaniacs. I don't hate you for not seeing something. Okay. Animaniacs was a, was a good show. Yeah. I, I I love time. I watched all Tiny Toons. I know that uh, all the time, but I never uh, watched Animaniacs. Never. Animaniacs was you could the first season was on Netflix for a while, and it, it was actually it was it was pretty funny. It was pretty subversive for a show that's you would think is aimed to nine year olds, but it was actually. There was a lot of humor that adults would get on there. Yeah, that's what that's what the best cartoons like that are. It's like it'll entertain the, the parents while it's entertaining the kids. Yeah, was it better than like Tiny Toons was and all that shit? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Tiny Toons. 
it, I, it, I mean, it, it, as an adult watching it, it probably you would probably enjoy Animaniacs much more than Tiny Toons. I don't know about the new Animaniacs. I haven't watched it, but the old Animaniacs, yeah, had a lot of like political humor. You know, the kind of the, mm-hmm. the kind of stuff you would see in like you know the New York Times kind of jokes, and, but it would be sort of worked around so some younger kids would get it, but if they didn't get it, it, was, it would still be, you know, someone hitting on someone else on the head with a mallet, and that's still funny. Right. Matt, are, are you watching the new one now, I Yes, thought? yeah, I am. Yep. Is it, is it just as good, better? Or? It's, uh, some of it's just as good, some of it's a little... Uh, I don't know. It, it all depends. And you know what? That was always Animaniacs for me anyway. Some of the stuff was was uh, super repeatable, super quotable, and then stuff I never watched again. So this, I guess, is on par with that. I know a lot of people are upset that they only brought back Pinky and the Brain as a secondary, like as a B cartoon. They didn't bring back some of the other stuff, which I... Was, I there, there was that girl. That, yeah, yeah, and there was Minerva Mink, and there was uh, another one my wife mentioned, and I already forgot. She, My wife listed off most of them and i was like oh i didn't even think of any of those so i was like i could see why they didn't bring them back but i yeah i mean i've, I've been enjoying it i'm about halfway through it i think all right well now you gotta tell us about jackson 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 <laughs> jackson we got married in a fever hotter than a pepper sprout <laughs> I knew Tim would get that at least. i was gonna say that's I, I i'm glad i didn't get that reference because i think I'm there's a couple in here on. that people aren't going to get that are on the show with me as well so <laughs> i only said it because tim was here. okay yeah. <laughs> all right so this is jackson so this is a character i have known about forever i mean even before the whole disney acquiring star wars even before kind of the resurgence with the cartoons i've always known who jackson was and it's never a character i plan to do and I, I, and I don't know why. I'm, I can't say that I didn't want to do it. It just, I, maybe it seemed too on the nose or maybe a little too, um, well, I mean, there's really no too obscure for a show. I guess it, it just was like, it's like, it almost seemed like maybe that was one that just was uh, too on the nose, I guess, for the show. It's, that's a weird way to explain it, but I guess that's why I've avoided it. But now um, there's a gentleman who's been supporting us on podcasts at the highest support tier, actually beyond that. I want to talk about that in a minute here, just for a moment. His name is Jason Hedman. He's also the creator and host of the Pop History Podcast. And he did, like I just said, went above and beyond that that highest tier where you get to pick a character and has in a very big way helped us get through the work we did during the beginning of the pandemic, especially during the shelter in place as you all probably know that are listening. We literally had five to seven times more of the releases in a month during March, April, May, and June. And that was during the highest point of the shelter in place. And to do that, every time we add any more data, it, there's a cost to it. There's cost for hosting the data. There's cost for serving the data. There's cost for streaming the data. There's data. There's um, bandwidth. And there's memory issues with the increase of server each month. Jason knew none of this, but he happened to contribute right at the time that we needed it the most to be able to pull that off. So Jason played a huge part in that pandemic work that we did with the support on Patreon. I wanted to start the show by saying that and thank him. Not, of course, him and all the patrons made this possible, but his timing, he, he literally gave a his biggest 
uh, starting donation was, he, I think he said it was the first thing he did when he got a stimulus check, which was very flattering <laughs> to hear. Yeah. Uh, wow. Without him, we still would have done it. We still would have done it. It would have taken some creative accounting for the rest of the year and probably the rest of the pandemic, and we would have gotten through it. But he made that that worry disappear instantly. So absolutely, whatever he chose, I was going to do. And he picked Jackson. So you're all going to pay for his generosity in this episode. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. That's that's really great. Yes. Yep. And I know I recognize his name from, we, from we Facebook met, and stuff. We met Jason in, I believe we met him in Chicago. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, I, I if if I if I'm I'm ninety percent certain we met him, and uh, I remember when Chris and I went to one arcade. We went to the headquarters arcade. He told us about another one that was a supposedly a better that arcade. Was, yeah, that was gigantic compared to one we that were at, we yeah. would have had to take the taken the 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 the, the regional rail to and. We don't know Chicago. We were afraid we were going to get stabbed and raped and thrown <laughs> over the river. Um, so we we didn't go to that. But I, I I seem to remember Jason saying he was going to be there, and Chris and I and and uh, Adam and um, Hernandez we were we we talked we considered going. It was like the last night we were there, and we were like, no, we're we don't want to get raped. <laughs> well, speak for yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris Hernandez, he he wanted to. <laughs> he's like, well, I want to like, get raped. Yeah, god damn it, I want to get raped. <laughs> Someone's getting raped. And, and I raped him. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. If you already don't recognize the name, we'll get right to the description so you know who we're talking about. This is the big green furred rabbit man in the red flight suit <laughs> with white gloves and boots. And if you don't believe me, type in J A X X O N star Wars and prove me wrong. There it is. Yep. <laughs> so Jackson, he was born on a planet Coachelli prime to a small family of leppies, which he mm. was one of 13 children. That is apparently oh, a small. small. Yes, exactly. Yes. For rabbits. For rabbits, yeah. There's already the first rabbit joke. There's more to come, so hold on to your butts. <laughs> Apparently, Lepi is short or slang for what their full species name is, which is Lepis carnivorous, which I'm going to oh, assume <laughs> means that the species is the most foul, cruel, bad-tempered rodents you've ever laid your eyes on <laughs> with a vicious streak a mile wide. <laughs> like, oh, bad tempered. <laughs> I was like, someone had to get that. At least Dave and mm. apparently Tim too. <laughs> it's from one of Chris's favorite all-time movies, Monty Python yeah. and Holy Grail. <laughs> sure. I love those guys. <laughs> he likes Monty and his pythons. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Which one's Monty? Which one's Python? <laughs> I just never watched And when is the circus you know. getting off the ground? <laughs> <sighs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> so of all the children jackson was the most rambunctious of the family and he had early dreams of jet setting across the galaxy his family was a little bit on the conservative side for this species and they kind of just had these patient hopes that he's going to outgrow this and become just a normal leppy i guess whatever that ends up being well yeah what a normal <laughs> leppy <laughs> that's a good question i should have looked that up i should have done the bonus character i should have done 12 bonus characters all his brothers and sisters yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> You're gonna take up the family business. And what's that? <laughs> Laboratory testing. <laughs> <laughs> now let me per- spray this perfume in your eye. <laughs> you don't need glasses. You're just weak. Oh. <laughs> so, well, needless to say, he didn't, or else we would have no story to tell. And he had landed himself in juvenile repre uh, men centers in and out his early life up until the day day he reached twelve years old. Soon after that, he had finally gotten his hands on a poorly guarded freighter that he stole and just took mm-hmm. off from the planet mine, to parts mine, unknown. Mine, 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 mine. Now, his, is is any of this? I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. You're fu- no, go ahead. Is, is this is all retcon though stuff? This is not stuff that was in the classic Marvel comics, right? This is all from the Marvel comics. Okay. Oh, this, okay. To- I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. You're right. This this is probably retcon going into where we're headed now. Actually, now from here we are going to go into the Marvel comics. But you're right. Everything I just read has very possibly been. I, I, the citations are pretty numerous for the character. Of course, there's the comics because that's where everyone knows them from. We're going to talk about that at the end a little bit. But there are other citations. There may even been a, like what's the story thing that Star Wars likes to do or used to like to do wow. on their website. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's probably bits and pieces been thrown out there in other sources as well. And someone has tied these together up until the point that I'm about to tell the story now, because now we're into the comics proper story. Okay. Cause I mean, I had a subscription to that. I have every single episode of the or issue yeah. of the old Marvel comics. It was like, somebody got it for me as a Christmas present, a subscription from, you know, number one on. And I read it and I remember seeing him, but I don't remember any kind of like full Jackson biography. No, no issue. Right. Correct. Okay. That's Um, the only reason I asked. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. But like I said, there's, there's other citations. So there's probably been bits and blurbs about him and other stuff too. Right. All right. So now, now we get to the fun stuff. So the first stop he had, made uh, when he headed out to the outer room was Narshadad, which is also known as the smuggler's moon at this point in time in Star Wars history. And there he became a quick student of how the underworld way of life worked. And he had a natural sense of street smarts to him, at least as far as to get him by at Narshadad. And with that, he started making a living, taking odd jobs, never really holding down any particular one skill set, just a lot of odd jobs, which in turn led him to create a pretty sizable network of contacts in the criminal world, which will come in handy later to him. Cause he's been around a lot. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now in terms of time periods of his life, we're about in the clone wars era and because of these different odd jobs and associations with other known criminals, he ends up getting a a price on his head. Now it might not be the biggest one, but it still puts a target on his back because just guilty by association, he has helped in some crimes. So now he's thinking he's starting to decide that there might be something to the idea of safety in numbers. And he joins a mercenary squad called the boys of chorus. And I was the, being Dave with uh, Miss Pepperidge. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's us, Chris. We're just, the boys and, of chorus. And they all sang right. the Ewok song, too. <laughs> yep, yep. 
a tomato but chicken. So during his time with the boys, of course, he actually managed to perfect his markmanship skills. So now on top of having all these contacts and having some experience in the underworld, he's pretty, he's become basically a, a formidable gunslinger for the crime sector and not like that asshole one on the Mandalorian that no one likes. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, all good things come to an end. And after a double cross from an employer during one of their operations in the corporate sector, this mercenary group, the, the boys, of course, they disband and Jackson returned to Narshadad with no job and no real plans of what to do next. So he's starving for work and he does have his pre-existing network of criminals at, at kind of saved in his in his head. So, and along with this new experience as a gunslinger and some mercenary work, he decides maybe he might make it as a smuggler. So that's what he tries his hand at. And he took what money he did have, what he had stored away, what he could scrape up. And he bought a used WUD 500 starship and named it rabbit's foot. (laughs) Rabbit's foot. Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's not but even the worst no, part. There's no such thing as a rabbit in Star Wars. No, right? it's a, a leppy. Yeah. Okay. It's a lepus carnivorous. Okay. Or leppy. I'm just making sure. I got gotcha. you. He just, he, he just like I don't know what rabbit means, but I like the like the sound of it. There's no rabbits and there's no mongies. Right. So, <laughs> so that that's like what Tim is saying is what I was like why I brought it up. So like. The word rabbit in Star Wars has no meaning. It's just gibberish. Yeah. Oh, I see. Right. I suppose. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's, no, like, yeah. it's like in Guardians of the Galaxy when they call Rocket a raccoon. It's it's not, yeah, though. I just realized I, I know exactly what you're saying, and I'm agreeing, except for the fact that I know something I'm going to talk about here later that contradicts that, where that word uh-huh. is actually used. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so I guess there is, and I didn't even think to look up rabbit on Wikipedia to see what they see if they defined it the same way. I, I, you know what? What the hell? Nothing like (laughs) grinding the show show to a complete halt. Why type? (laughs) Yeah, you're looking up rabbit. I'm just going to look to see if it's there. Yeah, okay, there is a rabbit, and there is a rabbit entry, and it says rabbit are species in the galaxy. One was the Ash Rabbit, yada, yada. Okay, there's a bunch of stuff on it. So, yeah, rabbits do exist in Star Wars Galaxy. Eh. All right. right. That's good to know, because that makes something that happens later. It's not like a deal breaker in the story at all. Trust me, of all the things in the story, that's not the deal breaker, but it doesn't make sense of why it was done. So I'm looking looking at a picture of the rabbit's foot. It does. (laughs) It kind of looks like the Millennium Falcon. Yes, it does. If if the cockpit was in the, the middle center. It looks, Instead of off to the side. It looks like if you were morphing a picture of the Millennium Falcon into the into Dash Rendor's Outrider, that would be the middle picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see it, yeah. It's uh but it, yeah, it's 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 reminiscent of another smuggler ship we've seen. Right, yes. <laughs> it's a cargo ship. Yeah. Have you uh have you ever eaten rabbit? Yes. I have, yeah. What the, what does it taste like? chicken honestly <laughs> i don't know i don't remember <laughs> honestly it tastes it tastes like chicken but it's a little tougher it's it's like gamey 
It's it's a little gamey. It's it's a little tough, but it still kind of tastes like chicken. Well, you know who serves rabbit up near where you guys live? If it's still if the place is still open, Royan's Diner. They do. They uh, they did. They yeah, did. I know Royan the Royan Diner. Yeah, I would never. I would never. Then I would never get rabbit in a diner. <laughs> I I ordered it there because it was on the menu. Royan's to me was my liver and onions place. And they, but they, I saw rabbit on the menu once. I'm like, ooh, rabbit. Did it have buckshot in it? Like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't recall having to spit on any buckshot, but, uh, but yeah, I, I remember getting rabbit at, at Roy Ann's. Wow. You look over and in the next booth is Elmer Fudd and he's like, yo, welcome. <laughs> the only time I had rabbit that I know of was for Christmas dinner at my aunt and uncle's house and it's my aunt and, I, and you 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 all know this part of my side of my family and it was my my cousin it's like i know my my parents didn't tell me or my sister we were having that because they knew we threw a fit so when we're <laughs> sitting at the table and we're like what is that my cousin my cousin jen of jen and chris you guys know these two as well i'll use last names my cousin jen goes that is bugs and daffy because we had rabbit <laughs> and duck <laughs> that's funny yep was like, it good though yeah, it was fine. I mean, it. it, it didn't I'd, eat, t- I'd eat anything. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I would eat. I, I can't. Eat I can't remember a specific taste to it, so it was fine. You know, it wasn't. You should. Gross, you should take a, take a trip out to Roy Ann's. Yeah, there you go. See if they still have it. Still have it on the menu. All right. Next time you and I go see Lita Ford at the Sellersville yeah. Theater, we'll stop at the Roy Ann Diner. Roy Ann's is badass. I I, I I used to I used to eat there all the time. Liver and onions. That was and my that was my go to dish there. That's why it shut down. <laughs> I wonder if Melrose has it. Everyone knows. And it goes to Melrose. to Melrose. And we just alienated the rest of the listeners that yeah. aren't from Philadelphia. Well, I don't know what what Tim thinks. I prefer the Penrose Diner to the Melrose Diner. Penrose, Penrose. Where's that? That's um, South Philly. It's right near uh, the stadiums. It's right near Chickies and Pete's on Packer. Uh, is that, is, is it in the old, is it in the old diner style, uh, building the the old diner style? No, it's big. It's like pretty, it's like a big, huge restaurant. If you go there on a Sunday morning, you're not even getting in. You can't find, I I can't, I can't say I've ever been to Penrose Penrose diner. Woo. (laughs) So now back to the green rabbit. <laughs> oh ho ho green <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> so so this fighter was beat up and pretty much a piece of crap. Because I mean the guy had no money. What's he gonna buy? And what's he gonna buy on a place called the Smuggler's Moon? So on his <laughs> first smuggling run, or well, I don't know, I can't say it was first. It was a smuggling run. There was an early one, I I'm guessing from the timeline that I, I'm reading through here. He was going through the Aduba system. That's just fun to say, Aduba. 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 Oh, speaking of that, you know what? Okay, I'm just, I'm going to shift gears here. So hold on, I just ground those gears like a bus driver on her third day of work. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, so so someone posted on Twitter, "What should Baby Yoda's first words be?" And I am. I, I I'm not even guessing now. I am convinced that he has said the word Batu every episode in this second season. Mm. And Batu is the name of the land of Star Wars Galaxy at Disney World and Disneyland. So I am mm. thinking they are going to end up making that theme park canon in the Mandalorian somewhere along the line. Uh 
I can see that happening. Like, that's, like, like, that, that's him trying to tell. It. That's him trying to tell Mandalorian where to take him. Oh, Batu. Okay. So they're trying to just like connect all the dots. Yes, synergy. Yes, I'm just going to keep dropping Galaxy's Edge until my birthday. <laughs> 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 so anyway, okay, uh, Aduba. He went through. He's going through the Duba, and his ship broke down. So he had to make an emergency emergency stop on a Duba three, and try to get some repairs done. Well, he landed. He had no money. You know, all the he took the job, and he took what little money was given up front, and bought fuel and provisions and whatever he needed to get to point A to point B. So he had to find a side hustle so he could finish his job. So he goes where every nefarious person in Star Wars goes to find out the skinny on the underworld stuff, and that was the local bar, and that's where he went. And he went in, and it didn't take him long to find out that there was someone looking to gather some hired guns to take care of a job over the next couple of days on the planet. So he's like, perfect, I can do that. So he went to see the hiring employer, employer, and come to find out, the hiring employer was the famed smuggler Han Solo and his co-pilot Chewbacca the Wookiee. Mm. Uh. Nice. <laughs> like, nice. I was waiting nice. for Dave. I was waiting for Chris to be happy and Dave to go. Nah. Very nice. <laughs> I ate the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, I love that woman. Me I know, up, me man. too. She was the best part of that movie. Yeah. That woman, whoever she is, whomever she is, was the highlight of that. She was that movie. Yep. Because it was the movie was fine, but God, was she great? She, she was, was great. So funny. Yep. Why is the ceiling so low? That's a. That's, or what? No shit. Why is the sky so low? Why is the sky so low? That is a ceiling. That was hilarious. Uh, my daddy is uh, the smartest man in the whole flat world. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So Han Solo, now he'd been lying low on the planet, be, of course, since the uh, explosion of the Death Star. So this is between Battle Yavin and Empire Strikes Back. He'd been lying low, and he ended up getting kind of mixed up in the affairs of a nearby village called Ankara. And the village was being invaded and ravaged and repeatedly robbed and burned and pillaged by this murderous gang called the Cloud Riders, which is like the least threatening name of a gang ever yeah, yeah. they have clouds on their jackets yeah right that's what i see when they come through <laughs> so, <laughs> so solo decided he was going to help them out by putting a team together to run the gang out of town and when jackson got to solo's headquarters for this job solo already hired a few members to the team and that included a spinner hedgy the pirate amazia fox train the Jedi Knight, Don Juan Coyote, <laughs> Giant Depp spelled D-O-N-W-A-N-K-I-H-O-T-A-Y. Don Juan Coyote. I think Amazing Fox Train basically looks like Betty from Archie. Yep, she does. Yep. Yep, and then a local villager named Jin Kushan. This is a young human male that looks freakishly a lot like Luke Skywalker throughout the entire comics. <laughs> so Jackson, he was the next to be interviewed, so he strutted in. But then this big, bulky ogre beast named Wardo pushed Jackson out of the way and insisted on being interviewed next. Well, Jackson, 
who has a super short temper, jumped up and gave Wardo this double super-powered leg kick and katrapo <laughs> sent him down flying the stairs. That was the that was the sound effect in the comic. <laughs> so Solo was impressed by this unique fighting skill. He probably said, Hey kid, you got a lot of skills behind those legs. Can you tell how excited <laughs> I am? Yeah. And he hired Jackson right then and there. And now the team was formed and they were dubbed the Star Hoppers of Aduba Three. <laughs> That's a long pack. That's a band. Yep. Uh, so at dawn the next day, the Star Hoppers of Aduba 3 assembled and they started to plan out their confrontation. In the midst of their plans, they were confronted by the upcoming adversary, the Cloud Riders themselves. It's starting to sound like a, a, a freaking elementary school soccer game. When you ride clouds, you <laughs> ride clouds to the end. From uh, who who dubbed them this? Are they, are they giving themselves their own yeah, I, nickname? They, they, it was by committee. Yeah, uh, that's I guess. Like, so so they decided we need a name. Yeah, Star Hoppers. I'm a do by three. Perfect. That's Don Boys. Juan Quixote saying that. So the Cloud Riders ar- arrived, and the leader step forward to talk to solo and the leader's name is Sergey x arrogantus of course it is yes it's like pretty much another on the nose gee is he arrogant i don't know maybe matt i don't don't know if if you're getting into this because i was like the cloud rider sounds so fucking familiar did you did you look up the cloud riders no i didn't the cloud riders while this is not the same cloud riders the is is Emphis Nest's group in Oh Solo. my god, really? Those are <laughs> oh, the, wow. that's the that is the movie version of the Cloud Riders. Emphis Nest's group with uh you know with Yeah. All those Warwick Davis and all those guys. That those are the Cloud Riders. <laughs> I love this. This is awesome because the 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 thumbnail for the two groups between the canon and the legends tab could not be any more opposite. Yeah. The legend shows it, or I'm sorry. Yeah. The legend shows the comic yep. version. And then when you flip over to canon, I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Infus nest was the cloud riders. Yep. Nope. I did not look at that. I wish I had, yeah. oh, I didn't need to. Well, there Tim we did it. Yeah. There it is. Tim gets a writing credit for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it says her deceased mother. What's her mother's name? Maybe, maybe let's see if that's. Oh, it, it just doesn't. It just says mother is biological progenitor of an offspring. It doesn't say who her mother was. All right. Well, for this Cloud Riders, the comic <laughs> ones on their silly swoops or their sleds, whatever the hell they are, they look more look like sleds. They uh, solo attempted a negotiation with Sir JX, but they couldn't come to an agreement. So. Solo ended up after the Cloud Riders flew off. Solo ended up leading the Star Hoppers, uh, led them into rounding up Banthas, and they very slowly headed out to Ankara or Anakra. I'm not sure if it's which one was the typo, the first one or the second one. Very uh, slowly for their face off with the Cloud Riders. Yes, very slowly. I'm sure. Very slowly. So the Star Hoppers reached the outskirts of Onakra. It's Onakra. My first. Uh, Pronunciation of the village was a was a typo. Apologies, everyone following along. So they made it to the village, but right before this is on the outskirts. Right before they get there, they have a run in with these flying predators called high hounds, which I know 
for effect. We have said that word before, but I'll be damned if I know what story they came up in. It was probably high hounds. High hounds. Yep. Hmm. It must have been something that tapped the comics at one point for uh, some story material because I know I've heard that term before. Right. I, I we couldn't make that up. We wouldn't make that up. And I, I typed in high hounds and I can't find anything. So, but I know it's it doesn't coming. ring a bell. So, oh, there we go. Hi, let's see if there's a picture of it. Hi, hounds. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, sort of, kind of. They look like okay. They they look like very strong, deadly birds, and they are definitely these are definitely seventies, eighties Marvel drawings, <laughs> as far as I could tell. So, um, so these high hounds, these these beasts would come in, attack the crops of the villagers. And since Solo swore to protect the village, he led the Starhoppers on an attack against the High Hounds. Now, during this attack, Jackson and Foxtrain, they found a rhythm working together, and they took out a large portion of these High Hounds. And in the midst of this battle, Jackson was getting a little bit enamored with Foxtail and seeing pictures of her. Like, like Tim said, she looks like Betty from Archie. I can yeah. see why. And he began to flirt a little bit using timeless lines like we can make beautiful blaster music together. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) So now this is where the whole rabbit thing comes in because Foxtail brushed off his advances and says she would never be interested in someone that looked like a big green rabbit. So she used the word, the term rabbit Hmm. in her, whatever you say, her rejection of his advances. So is that like an insult? To a leppy? I don't know. Well, it didn't say, so I don't know. I mean, it doesn't, but he doesn't look like a big green rabbit. He is a big green. Maybe that's what he should say. Honey, I don't look like a big green rabbit. I am a big green rabbit. That's how he sounds in my head. <laughs> that's how he sounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he sounds, I think, to all of us. Right. So the Starhoppers were victorious and they made their way into Onokra now. And while they tethered up their banthas and inventoried their munitions, a mysterious shaman known only as the old one claimed that the star hoppers need not be there because he could summon a great monster and save the village himself. And solo did one of those kind of sure kids and just began to rally his star hoppers together, ignoring him. Completely. Sounds like a bunch of mumbo jumbo yeah. to me. <laughs> Bippity boopity bloppity blop blop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So now finally came the day of the showdown with the Cloud Riders. This is the thing they've been preparing for, but seemingly have avoided up to this point. So the Cloud Riders started to close in on the village. And much to uh, Solo and the Skyhopper's surprise, there were way more Cloud Riders than not only they knew, but they anticipated. Now, even with being severely outnumbered, they held them at bay pretty well. And they actually managed to cut off a wave of them that were approaching the village from their backs. But now they're at the point where Solo was getting a little worried that he might not have enough ammunition to continue fighting the way they've been fighting. But before he could get too concerned about the amount of munitions, another problem arose. And that was that the old one had indeed summoned the great monster he mentioned the day or so before. And this monster's full name Official name is the Bohemoth from the world <laughs> below. <laughs> and this was a centuries old beast that was created by an old Sith Lord named Savis Va. 
and the behemoth began his attack on the cloud rider specifically and immediately took out a large number of them with his forehead lightning (laughs) (laughs) seriously yep out of his forehead out of his forehead come on no hands so wow Solo noticed pretty quick that uh, this monster was only attacking the Cloud Riders, so he ordered the Skyhoppers to stay, lay low, and wait it out. As this onslaught continued, the Cloud Riders' leader, Arrogantus, saw what looked like that old man, which was the old shaman, shaman, sorry, controlling the creature. So figuring out uh, that this was most likely what was happening, the best defense for him was to take out the old man. So... Aroganus rushed the old one, and as the two tussled, the behemoth brought down one of his giant feet on top of both of them, squishing them into the ground. <laughs> now, I'm going to assume the old man, the old one, the shaman commanded him to do that. I, now, after I wrote the note, but when I wrote it, I laughed my ass off because it just seemed like Godzilla versus Bambi, that old six-second cartoon. <laughs> Anaconda, Anaconda, squeeze. So the remaining cloud riders saw their leader is done and went, all right, yeah, uh, we're going to leave now. We don't want any more of this. See ya. And the Skyhoppers declared this a victory since they were only hired to drive off the cloud riders. But Solo, now becoming somewhat of a man of honor since that whole battle of Yavin incident, decided that his the actual job was to save the village and he needed to stop this now rampaging out-of-control beast that was now unleashed on the village. So Solar gathered up the group, and they tried to formulate a plan, a plan to stop this near-unstoppable beast. But Jackson, like I said, short-tempered and kind of impatient, as we talked about way early in his young age, he jumped out with two blasters in hand and rushed the behemoth with a battle cry, Leroy Jackson! (laughs) 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 That part I added. (laughs) that's what it sounded like so so jackson so jackson did rush the beast it got a few shots off it didn't really do anything to him but then he got hit dead in the chest with with some of that forehead lightning (laughs) and at this point uh foxtail urged him to come back undercover jackson not completely unconscious or even knocked out but severely got the fucking wind kicked out of him he did crawl (laughs) back to undercover and now, so, and now um, Solo started to try to formulate another plan. Well, the Jedi character was not there. I'm sorry. The Jedi team member was not there for no reason because now Don Juan Quixote was, yep. wheeling, off, was wheeling off the monster's force lightning with his lightsaber. And Solo saw this and realized the lightsaber is probably the only thing that's going to get this, them out of this. So Solo rushed into this melee taking the weapon, the lightsaber, from Quixote, and he plunged it into the belly of the beast, and now the behemoth was dead. So with the behemoth dead and the cloud riders driven off, Solo Solo and the Skyhoppers collected their reward, disband, and never spoke of this again in The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, or The Force Awakens. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody nobody decided to bring this up ever. Yeah, he only holds the lightsaber when he it was at the time. That's yeah, that's right. that's what I'm gonna go by. Yeah. So now with a little cash in hand, Jackson was able to repair the rabbit's foot, and having a good or, or have having cultivated a good working relationship with Foxtail, he asked her if she wanted to be his partner 
in this startup smuggling biz, and she actually agreed. And the two flew back to Narshadad to set up their operations. Now, it turns out in all this, Foxtail, apart from looking like Betty from <laughs> Archie, was also a hell of a gambler. So she managed to take the money they had left when they got back to Narshadad and make a pretty sizable investment role and made the Rabbit's Foot a galaxy-class smuggling ship. Yeah. So now, here we go. Hot chicks are always good gamblers. That's true, yes. That's true. <laughs> uh, now, if you made it this far, you're going to love this part. So oh now with this new ship ready, and they got a couple jobs lined up, they're getting the rabbit's foot fueled up and loaded and ready for flight. Since it's going to take a little time, Foxtail wanted to take a look around the city, this part of the city she's not seen before, so she does. After being gone what felt like a rather long time, Jackson went out to look for her. He gets into the kind of seedy part of the city, and as he's walking under an overpass, a pass, sorry, an electronet is dropped on him from above, and he gets tangled up in it. Then, as he kind of gets to his feet, the net is activated, and it shocks him unconscious. Later, when he wakes up, he's hanging upside down from a ceiling, and he's flanked by a bunny, a uh, bunny. <laughs> Just I actually said that he's flanked by a bounty hunter duo named Daffy and his partner Realmer Fudd. Oh, you gotta be fucked. I am not. Look up Daffy and Realmer Fudd in Star Wars in Wikipedia, oh, no. and they're real people. Jesus Christ! They don't Damn. look like oh, them, but that's their name. So Daffy and Fudd are working for, was it, uh, I'm going to say this name wrong. I think it's Beerlert Valance. I only know him as Valance. It's another character from later in the comics, the original Marvel comics. And he's a well-known and feared bounty hunter. And Valance is looking for Luke Skywalker. And he gets wind of Han Solo having worked with Luke Skywalker in one capacity then having worked, continued to work with someone that he refers to as the kid, and he also gets wind of the Skyhopper gang and the kid and all the other members, including Foxtail, Don Juan Coyote, and uh, Jackson. Jackson was the easiest to find because he stood out like a green rabbit, and, they, <laughs> and the easiest to capture. So they, FUD attaches an agony inducer to Jackson's ear. And they begin to torture and interrogate him. And Jackson gives up nothing at first. He's pretty tough about this. But then they turn that thing up to 11. And then eventually Jackson spilled his adventures on at a Duba or a Duba, sorry, three, uh, but no more than that. But that's enough for Daffy and Fudd uh, to give to Valance and to Valance to assume that the kid in this Skyhopper's dance-off group, whatever the hell its full name is, must be Luke Skywalker because of the rumors of Han Solo referring to him as kid during that final assault on the Death Star. So now at this point, they got the information they need. So Daffy and Fudd are just going to fuck with Jackson and they just continue to torture him just to torture him. That is until the room fills up with gunfire and it's Foxtail who found him and she's now rescued him. As she gets him out of that building on the, and they get on the way to the ship, Jackson realizes what is happening and that this um, search for Luke Skywalker that leads him to finding who Han Solo called the kid on Adabu 3 probably is pointing back to Jim Dushan, which is one of the members of the gang and a local still on the planet. So he 
forgets all his smuggling jobs at the moment and takes that fully filled ship and everything and Fo- and him and Foxtail head out back to the planet. Mm. The rabbit's foot arrives at Aduba three, just in time to inter- intercept Valance's ship. And there's a firefight that ensues and the rabbit's foot takes a pretty big hit and has to do an emergency landing again, just outside the Ankara, uh, was it on village. Valance sends his henchman Silsk to attack them. There's no vowels in this name. It's S-L-S-S-K. So I don't know if I'm saying that right or not. And no, it's not a snake. It's an armored dude. It's like a former gladiator. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. So after a little bit of a ga- of a cat and mouse game in the high grasses outside the village, Foxtail ends up taking out Silsk, or whatever his name is, as he peeks his head over the grass. At this point, Jackson identifies the kid from the gang as Jim Dushan to, to, to Valance, and Valance realizes, fuck, that's the wrong guy. I'm out of here, and he leaves. But he opens fire on the group for good measure, but doing no harm. Jackson and Foxtail get the rabbit's foot airborne again, and now they set out to look for Luke Skywalker to hopefully warn him before Valance finds him first. And along the way, Jackson and Foxtail make ends meet by continuing their smuggling business. And for this story, this legend story, that's it. That is it for the legend story of Jackson. Now, and that is from the original Marvel stories. Now, Chris led in with something very interesting that they've kind of done with this character. They've kind of rebooted this character from the beginning. They've not changed his look, but they've changed his story and his name, his new name is now Jackson T. Trumperaki, which is <laughs> tough to say, even harder to spell. And most of his new appearances are either nods to the old Marvel line, but we never hear any of the story I just told you, or their parodies, or their his appearance on variance covers, and his most of his stories, except for one, which I'm going to get to here in just about 10 seconds, are... In those Star Wars adventure comic lines. So that's, that's that all ages comic line. So it's for they, all ages is another word for little kids. So he's been rebooted as the same looking character, but a different role. It's kind of interesting. Now, the legend story was far more interesting to tell. So I did. And speaking of the legend story, the original Marvel run of comics ended in, I think, I wrote it down, but I can't find it now. I believe it was May of 1986 with issue... No, sorry, June of 1986 with issue 107. Now, of course, between 1986 and now, which we're recording at the end of 2009, Disney has bought Marvel and Star Wars, and God knows what they're going to buy by the time I'm done editing this. So just in May of 2019, just a year and almost a half ago, they finally published issue 108 of the original Marvel Star Wars lines, and Mm -hmm. they brought Jackson back with the same past and the same history he had before. So now Marvel has canonized two versions of Jackson that are out Uh. there in the ether to play with. It's really, it's kind of interesting, but I don't know what will ever come of it. He'll show up in something, right? Mm-hmm. They can stick him in the background, and the and the you know super super fans will like geek out over it. Yeah. Now I will say I did say they canonized him. That's not true because issue one hundred eight does say legends on it. So I thought I pointed out before it was pointed out to me. But I mean they've written for him twice now, which is fun. Um, and that is all I got for this. But I did want to talk about the comics just a little bit because and Dave had brought it up. I. 
read the comics late. Smitty had gotten a box of the entire run of comics and some doubles from the comic shop that was there in Quakertown. At one point, he was helping the guy, the owner, unload his van. And the guy, and um, I guess Dave pulled out that box and said, oh, what do you want for this? And he's like, oh, just take it for helping me. So when, Yeah, when he, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did the van have speakers in it? <laughs> right, exactly. So at, when Dave went off to college, that's one of the things he had me hold on for to him for him. And I read them, but I'll be honest, like I I picked up each issue and I read the adaptations, and I didn't care about the stuff in between the movies. It was the issue after Return of the Jedi that I read. It's like there was no in between the movies for me. It's like Star Wars led the Empire, led the Jedi, and I didn't want to know anything else in between the that. I don't know what you felt, Dave, when you read them. Well, I, I know I had this, and I used to get excited. It used to come in the mail. It would come, it would almost come like porn. It would come in a brown <laughs> wrapper. And I would get it in the mail. I would get all excited. And I would read it, and I don't know, my little self maybe was not that different from my adult self. I would read it, and I would go, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> this didn't happen <laughs> like, to me. This isn't right, Star like, Wars. I, I think that like I read all of those issues. I still have them. Um, I, maybe this is the thing that started my, I don't want to say hatred because I have like some of the things that have come out, these ancillary things or like these EU things, like those tales from Java's palace and the tales from Mos Eisley. I like those books, like those, those short stories, but in general, I don't enjoy the stuff from the extended universe okay. because I've always been like this. If George Lucas didn't write it. It's not, it's not something I'm interested in. Mm. And I remember being little and seeing Jackson and thinking, even as a kid, I'm not interested in this. And, but I read it. So like, I never cared. And I think Tim and I, maybe Steve, our friend had a conversation about Star Wars comics in general. I don't know what they're like now, but for most of our lives, Star Wars comics have been really awful. (laughs) (laughs) so i i'm not trying to be the negative guy like i know i always come off as the negative guy but i'm just being honest like this is this is not something that needed to be added to the star wars universe yeah i i just had no interest in what was happening between the movies and i mean there are there are some good i I think there's i think i have more I have, uh, more memories of good stories coming from the last end of the Marvel than most anything that Dark Horse. Dark Horse put out so much you could I couldn't even keep track of what I was supposed to be reading. Sometimes, yeah. but uh, I do have some some good memories of uh, some of the Star Wars storylines. Um, the Shira Bree is the one that comes to mind. I I don't want to say anything more about that because that's a that's a character I want to I want to cover. Mm-hmm. It's actually worth covering. Um, the, the Alderinian, I think was the name of it. I talked about just two episodes ago was a good story, but yes, I mean, I could give you five good stories, but there's 107 issues. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, the, this the is also the same, co- co- this is also the same comic that wrote the episode of Darth Vader, keeping princess Leia from getting a loan that we did an audio drama. <laughs> on. So <laughs> consider great. the source material. <laughs> the thing that was always the best thing about it. Maybe I, enjoyed this the most was the artwork because i mean these characters were not something i was interested in yeah but i loved i loved the artistry of them um and some of those covers or even like there's that one with like luke and he's like fighting like a snake or something like that like there's like these really bizarre covers that i remember but i still was like i would sit and stare at them and i would draw them myself like i would i would 
practice these mm. because there wasn't anything else really like this. We were eating up anything that we got because yes. there wasn't much. That's the thing. You're right. Yeah. Yep. So we put up with we put up with nonsense like green rabbits. <laughs> that was there was um uh Scott Gardner and Scott Rifin. Uh, Scott Gardner is is one of the two founders of the Two Tree, Two True Freaks Network, and Scott Rifin has done a lot of work with them. And both very good friends of mine. Um, they for a while were doing this panel or presentation, however you want to call it, uh, either or, depending on the convention you went to, called Star Wars Marvel More Than Just a Big Green Rabbit. And they talk about what good things came out of it, what was worth reading, and what has gone on to make appearances and other things. And I, I said, I, I think at least more than once to both of them, and definitely to Scott Gardner, that they really need to put that in a, in a podcast form for their feeds and let people know about that. I don't think they ever have, but that was a really good presentation about how it's 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 i i love the title it's more than just a big green rabbit because that everybody i'm sure everybody whether you know his name or not have seen this guy and you kind of roll your eyes at his appearance and it's hard not to and it gives a bad stigma to the entire line of comics i think it does it's it's that's exactly the best way to put it to me you want to take yourself seriously you want to add some new characters and some some new storylines. Once you do this to yourself, you've betrayed any kind of, I don't know, normalcy that you've tried to create or add to the um, canon, mm. whatever you want to call it. Was that Chris and snoring during our, our talk? That wasn't me. I was, I was oh, it. sorry. Okay. <laughs> it reminds me of like what, we grew up watching Super Friends. And yes. we loved the Super Friends. And, and would, right. <laughs> and it would be like our characters and the Legion of Doom. And then they throw in uh Wendy Marvin <laughs> and Wonder Mutt. And Gleek. Oh, Wendy and Marvin. And, I think I was thinking Zan and Zan. Sorry. Yeah, Wendy and Marvin. They were the they were the the bell bottomed That's right. Yeah. Teenage yeah. brother and sister. Were they brother and sister or were they just doing it? <laughs> Why not both? Why not both? Yeah. <laughs> 1973, man, free love. Right. So you now you're watching. It's the Flash and it's Green Lantern and Marvin, <laughs> who I think was supposed to be Shaggy minus the doobies. That's exactly uh, what it was. He looked like him. They they had the and the the dog had a cape. The dog was yeah. the dog was Scooby Doo. Yeah. yeah. Let's face it. Zoids wonder but yeah and Marvin was shaggy so it was it was it was inserting complete nonsense into something that was honestly nonsense but we loved right yep yep that's what this reminds me of it's like when they brought Poochie in the itchy and scratchy oh Poochie <laughs> the rocking dog <laughs> <laughs> I love it well that's all I got and that's all that needs to be said about Jackson did uh, did you didn't you didn't mention his uh, the 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 rumored corpse? No, I don't know this. So no, there uh, there's an episode of the Clone Wars. It's yeah, it's right. one of the episodes that's like a pretty controversial episode. Some people really love it, and some people hate it. It was called a Sunny Day in the Void, and it was like it was a Stephen Stanton episode where he was Meber Gascon, and uh, it, it lasted like several episodes. But this one episode, they walk by, oh my God. and there was a skeleton of I see it now. what 
a lot of people think could be Jackson. Uh huh. Was a bunny skeleton. Well, well you, I mean, you, you don't see the ears. Yeah, but he's it's the space suit that that and he's got like the he's either. got the bunny teeth. Yeah, he does. Oh, so, huh. but yeah, that's uh, yeah they 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 think they they that I mean that was put in like like seven years ago or something. It was that was like one of the, but yeah, they thought that 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 potentially could be Jackson or it, I mean it is it is Jackson, but uh, you know the the Filoni and them they just put it in there as an inside joke, but it's. It is Jackson, but it's not Jackson. That's there was, oh, oh, I think I just may have just found it. No, I didn't. Um, there was a there was a website that was dedicated to fan. Well, I guess all audio dramas for Star Wars. I think fan and professional. And there was a forum for the longest time. Uh, this whole that that whole part of the site is long gone now, and it's I'm not even sure if the actual domain name still exists. But there was always a casting thing thread in the forums, and I would look at it now and again just to see what people were doing. And someone was audio, and well, they did. Someone produced an audio drama script based after these. Five, oh, I have it written down here. I think it's five stories of that original Marvel. Then the six, yeah, five stories of the original. Then the sixth appearance was in one hundred eight, and then we got into the new canon stuff. But uh, so they were casting, and they of course they were casting for Jackson. And this, oh man, I remember the guy that was doing this. So like he had a long list of what you must absolutely positively do. I'm like, dude, you're looking for volunteers for a fucking piece of pan- fan fiction. Lighten up. <laughs> but anyway, he got like, the. I'm sorry, what Tim? <laughs> oh, I was gonna say you mean like casting like like you know Hugh Jackman as Jackson. That's pre- pretty much what he wanted. You had to be. Per- professional and able to emote and blah 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 i'm like you're asking internet star wars geeks for like Lawrence olivier level performances pal lighten up but anyway he got his cast together and the i I swear to god the freaking um jackson was just a slightly lower pitched bugs buddy i was like really is that what you went for (laughs) was that your stage direction i mean i did the same thing when i played the voice earlier but i mean i guess what else do you do but that's what they went with. Do you know what bothers me about his his, his outfit is that his white tail is not there. I want to see his <laughs> white tail out of his butt. You know what I mean? I don't want to see rabbit turds everywhere he fucking goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah does he does he know when he's shitting? <laughs> well, man, I guess after all that talk, yes, you get some feedback from Rockney Dubak. Chris's name from the first balls for all. He says, tree octopi of life. I've been (laughs) listening since the beginning and I can't get enough. I'm on my eighth binge. Listen, my favorite parts are when you guys reminisce about your old movie theater working days. Suck it, Tim. Suck it real hard. (laughs) I would love to say I have one in here where it doesn't say Tim to suck it. I don't think I do. All right. Let's see. This is from John Gotti. He says, Whoa. all the way down to the flowers. <laughs> From beyond the green. <laughs> yeah. All the way down to Christmas flowers, sorry. Hey, Swick guys, I've been listening since episode 30 or so. Poggle the Lesser, I believe, is my first episode. The show has been comf- a comforting constant in my life for the better part of the last decade, and you guys have really been there for us listeners through thick and thin, whether you know it or not. I got the chance to briefly meet Chris and Tim at Chicago Celebration last year and regretted that I didn't say to either of them that I was what I'm saying here that Swick has absolutely been one of the things I look forward to every week or so along with every along with most everything on news as and I love you guys like family 
in the least stalkerish way possible. <laughs> thank you, Matt, for your one-liners and leadership. Thank you, Dave, for your honesty and ball busting. Thank you, Tim, for your research and impressions and somehow always end up sounding, that always sound up sounding the same. And thank you, Chris, <laughs> for being totally genuine and never being afraid to make a sex joke. You bring out the kid in all of us in the best way possible. <laughs> best wishes to you all. John Gotti, totally not the mobster, I promise, in quotes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> As played by John Travolta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll, ah, geez, I'm a gangster. I'll go ahead and leave it there because my voice is just about shut. Well, right. yeah, you uh, you put in the uh, the major effort here. Thank yeah, you for yeah. yeah that's, that was uh, that's that's a that's a that's a this an extra extra strength episode here. That's a long one. Yeah, it's a good one. It was fun. It was fun. I was. I will say. I was. I was pleasantly surprised of the info I read because, I mean, <laughs> Big Green Rabbit. It seems silly on the surface. So it was fun to do. Glad we got it done. And thank you, Jason, Good. again for the pick. Thank you. And I, I looked up Matt when you said that that, that Remmel Fud guy and um yeah and Daffy, Daffy and I see pictures. Yep, they exist. <laughs> I was like, that has to be wrong, but no, it was it was there. Yep. <laughs> Um, but now it's Dave's turn to talk now. It is my turn. Dave's yeah. turn to talk. Do, 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 do. Dave's turn to talk. Do, do, do. <laughs> you doing We Went the Funk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on the uh, last episode, I had set up this thing where we were going to do songs that mention Star Wars, but because of technical stuff, we're moving on from that. <laughs> And I know everyone is disappointed. I'm beside myself. And by, uh, by everyone, I mean Tim. <laughs> oh. It's a shoe-in. So what I've done here, and I hope you guys like this. I know Matt loves <gasps> game shows. I love, I game, love shows. game shows. You guys all like everybody. If you don't like game shows, why not? You're a communist. There you go. <laughs> Pure and simple. And my favorite game show is The Price is Right. Okay. I'll accept that. <laughs> survey. Survey says. Oh, wait, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> the price is right. Is an acceptable Alpine Climber, the greatest game of all time. Planko. Planko. <clears throat> yeah. So, what I've done is I found this cool website. And I'm not telling you because I know you fuckers will cheat. I was wondering as we were sitting here just thinking about what we were going to do. How much did these Star Wars toys cost Ooh. when they came out? Oh, oh I love this. man. I so, hate seeing those stickers and go, fuck, they cost that much yeah, back I know, then. God right? damn it. I know. You've said this in the past. So what I have here is a list of all the toys in the original run of the Kenner action figures mm. and ships and play sets from the original Star Wars. Oh, wow. These are all from 1978. Uh, you know, were available like, you know, maybe 77, Christmas of 77, but into 1978. So I'm going to give you a thing, and you all have to give me a price. And on the prices rate, you can't go over the price. We're not doing that here. Oh, I love it. Closest to the price of these original, the original price of these toys is going to get the point. So no okay? one can say there... $1, unless that's Dude, the price of it. Exactly. <laughs> The first thing I'm giving you is the early bird kit, the oh. mail away. 
Oh How God. much was the original price produced in 1977 by Kenner of the early bird mail away? If you have your price, shout it out. Ugh. I'm going to have to do a lot of math during this shit. I am going to say the original price was $16.99. Okay. Anybody else? I will put out there $12.99. Okay. I am going to... See, this is a tough one because you had to convince parents to buy an -hmm. empty box, but yet you needed to make money. So I'm going to guess this is probably... It's not something they took a hit on, but not their biggest moneymaker because they had to get the ball rolling. And I'm thinking $9.99 is just enough to turn to make your money back in a little bit more and about the maximum a parent would buy an empty box not knowing whether or not you're ever going to get these figures. Even though $9.99 is like $25-$30 bucks with inflation, but still... That's that you might take a chance on that much. I'm gonna say nine ninety nine. I feel like card shark for I'm over explaining my fucking answer. <laughs> <laughs> if Matt was watching as a homie say, Shut the fuck I up. I would I would have told myself to shut up ten minutes ago. Alright, I just added another stipulation to this game. Just like on the prices right Most when you're on the argument? No. No. Yeah. When you're on bidder's row, if you guess the price exactly, you get a bonus of I get to put my hand in your pocket. Out of Drew's part, you, know, you can come over here, stick your hand in my pocket, and tell me you want handsome. Um, I'm going to give a bonus point from now on, including this first time, because one of you, ding, 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 has got this on the nose. Ooh. Okay. So I also have some cool information here about what its estimated value is now. Oh, God. I'll give I you that version. A loose version of this with the figures in is $900. Hmm. Packaged two thousand dollars. The original retail price of the Star Wars Mail Away kit was nine ninety nine. That's two points for Matt. Well done. Hell yeah! I like this game a hell of a lot better than that last one. (laughs) (laughs) Now who sings this song? (laughs) Just kidding. All right, your next one is an action figure, okay? They have all the action figures here. I can tell you how much any of them are worth packaged or loose now. But the general retail price of a Kenner Star Wars action figure in 1977-78. I'm going to say $299. Okay. That was, uh, that was my guess. You can guess the same thing if you want. Seriously. Sure. I'm I'm going with him then. Two ninety nine. You said okay. seventy seven, right? Seventy seven, seventy eight. Yeah. I mean, they're okay. all. I, I, I looked at all the action figures. The original retail price of all the figures yeah, okay. is the same. Okay. Well, I'm so, oh really? Even into the eighties? I'm only doing okay. the the good. original toys okay. from A good. New Hope. Good, 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 good. Because that's so. You see, Bob. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna <laughs> do card sharks here. I think. Most of the pictures we see online these days are left over from Empire Return of the Jedi. I think once they knew they could make money on this, they raised the price, but they started low. So I'm going to say $199 for that original run of figures. I will not talk like that the rest of the game, I promise. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Now, I do. I, there is, this site's pretty good. It uh, has the toys throughout. 
even up to and including droids. Oh, wow. So oh, we can wow. do this on future episodes. And because of that, I'm not going to give you the goddamn website because <laughs> I know you guys will sit and fucking memorize it. Won't you? Yep. I won't. <laughs> Chris will, but he'll forget by the next recording. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. No bonus money here. Uh, bonus money. Uh, Nobody got it on the nose. The original retail price of a Star Wars action figure was two forty nine. Wow. So Tim and Chris only fifty cents off. We'll both get a point. I'm only fifty well, cents off too. Bothers, I could have bought ten of them back then and kept nine in the fucking box. Oh, uh, you are only fifty yeah. cents off too. <laughs> We're all only all fifty right. cents off. <laughs> Everybody gets a point. Well done, guys. You're good at this. Forty nine. Two forty. Chris is just mad. Yeah. I get mad hearing this shit. After everyone, Chris is gonna go what and get mad. <laughs> That's not oh, really by ten. All right. Yeah, but that 10. was that was that was back in the day where you could get a hamburger for fifteen cents at t- or thirty nine cents at the thirty nine cent hamburger stand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed that place. <laughs> was, that was made by that, that was run by by, by Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Your next toy is. The Death Star Space oh, Station playset had that. Produced in nineteen seventy eight by Kenner. What is the original retail price? This is that big plastic three tier fucker, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the bottom that thing, has, uh, man. That's that's the thing. I know it's one of the most expensive things, but the price is still gonna sound ridiculous to us. It's it, but it's it's mostly cardboard, isn't it? No. Plastic. Uh, it was plastic? Okay. It had the trash compactor in the bottom, in yeah, the bottom yeah, yeah. with that with the green um, Dianoga that went in it. Yeah, hmm. it was like a cross section of the Death Star. Um, you could yeah, swing like a, them like across. A piece of pie of it or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna guess, man. This I I think this is gonna be high. Although it sounds like insane, I'm gonna guess forty nine ninety nine. Anyone else? I was I was thinking twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, I think Tim might be close. I'm, I'm even I'm even going I'm even going less than that. I want to say it's it's like nineteen ninety nine. Oh man, see, oh I don't know. You know what I mean? Because I was going to blow my mind because like today's shit's it's fifty bucks. I want to say yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, probably right. I already submitted my answer. Fuck it, I screwed myself. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Oh! Oh my god! A loose one nowadays, 65 bucks. What? A packaged one, 500 bucks. But in 1978, if you went to the store, the original retail price was $19.99. I could have bought 10 of those fucking things! As soon as you said 65 (laughs) for a loose, I'm like, I'm fucked. What I used to like about that. What I liked about that, and a couple other toys, not all of them, but some of those toys, the boxes were so, like, big. I guess they had to make them differently, and you'd have the nice color front, but then you'd have, like, the black and white and red, like, industrial labeling on the rest of the sides of it. And I I like that for some reason, because it's like, ooh, I have something that has to be packaged special. That's exactly like the, uh, I remember the, uh, uh, the Ewok Village was like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was a built-in coloring book. You could. Color oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
All right, your next toy, produced in 1978 by Kenner, the Land Speeder. Oh man! Ooh, I'm thinking 7.99. I'm I'm thinking that's low too because it's it's 7.99. I'll I'll go 9.99. I'm actually going to drop it a dollar and say 6.99. Jesus, I got four tenders. <laughs> All right, you guys are locked in. Loose twenty five dollars. Packaged $275, but the original retail price in 1978, $4.99. Oh, my God. God. I could have bought 20 of those. (laughs) Which gives Matt the point. This game's just depressing. Five bucks. That's crazy. Five bucks. I guess that makes makes sense. It's the same price as about two figures. When they put... When they re-released it in '97, it was like ten bucks, the same price as two figures. Right. But now, what a figure's over ten dollars, so twice that yeah. for one figure. Depends if you get a black series or an ordinary oh, figure. God, yeah. oh. All right, your next item up for bids: the radio-controlled R2D2. Oh man, I had that. Produced in 1978 oh, by Kenner, uses two C batteries and two nine-volt batteries. Moves in four directions, front, right, reverse, and left. Stands eight inches tall and has a lighted eye. I'll take prices whenever you're ready. I'm thinking $12.99. I want to say, I want to say it's like, I want to say it's like double that. So I'm going to go, I'll go with the $24.99. My first thought was... $29.99 Twenty nine ninety nine because electronics are expensive. Yeah, it makes more I'm, sense. Maybe I'm going to say that, but I, 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 but I, I'm actually thinking Chris is probably closest because that like that five dollars less still puts it in that range and makes feels more nineteen seventies <laughs> price wise. But I'll just say something different to, to 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 spread the numbers of the field. I'm going to say twenty nine ninety nine, but I, my my actual side bet is with Chris's number. Ding 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 ding. Oh, oh fuck! A loose one now. Twenty five bucks. Yeah, damn it. What? Shit. Packaged one hundred and ninety bucks. Packaged, but it's crushed. Does that count? Nineteen seventy eight price. Twenty four ninety nine. Oh my gosh! Yep. Oh, yeah. That's, that's like that feels right. Fifteen thousand dollars today's money. Yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <sighs> All right, your next price up for bid or whatever item is the TIE Fighter. This is the original white TIE Fighter. Features flashing laser light and space sound. Uses two AA batteries. In 1978, how much did this cost? All right. That's in the same world as the Land Speeder, but it's bigger and has electronics. So I think mm-hmm. let's throw another 10 bucks on it. 14.99. I'm going to say 34.99. What? <laughs> I want to go. Okay, can, can you guys refresh my memory? How much was, was it? Land speeder four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Okay, I want to say this is because it's, it's bigger. I'll say almost double. I'll say nine ninety nine. I'll say ten bucks. All right. A loose one, forty five dollars. Packaged three hundred dollars. Oh. Original retail price. Eleven dollars. Oh my god! Oh my god! Forty-four cents, which makes Chris closer wow. again. Eleven forty-four. 
Eleven forty-four. How many of those could you buy, Chris? I could have bought thirty-six of those things. <laughs> That's funny. Holy shit! What kind of price is that, though? I don't know. That's what it says on here. <laughs> nice price. All right. The nice for yeah. Tim. <laughs> Tim stuck on the nice price. <laughs> all right. Let's see. What's your next one here? All right. I'm gonna get past all these figures. All right. The Cantina Adventure Set ah, Sears exclusive. I was oh waiting for one God. of these. This is this is, a, this is the plastic base with the cardboard back, right? This is cardboard playset. Yeah, it uh, it's yeah. all cardboard. Oh, it is. Oh, the Sears one. Yes, the I, did, Sears I thought one. it was just a different package, like a different packaging. Okay, this set was available through Sears in 1979. Cardboard playset includes four figures: Walrus Man. Hammerhead, oh, Rito, shit, really? and an exclusive blue snaggletooth figure produced since 1979 by Kenner, sold exclusively by Sears. This is the one that my old neighbor Perry had. And I got it. And so there's, there, there, there's four figures in this thing, right? Four figures. I'm thinking twelve ninety nine. Ooh. I was going to go, I'll say a little bit, four figures. I'm going to go with my, just, if all else fails, nine ninety nine. I'm yeah. going to say, I think, to make people buy this from Sears and not anywhere else, it's the same price as the four figures, and you kind of got to place it as a bonus. So if they were $2.49, I'm saying $9.99. Loose. Two hundred and ninety dollars. Wow. Packaged eight hundred dollars. Mm. Produced in nineteen seventy nine by Kenner. Original retail price seven dollars and ninety nine cents. Uh, that's ridiculous. For four fucking figures too. So that's that and, and a plastic Chris. slab. That's that's twenty five percent off the figures alone. <laughs> no. Now this. Cantina playset is the one with the plastic okay. slab. This, I was waiting for one of these. This is going to be tough. I don't know what the hell. The, the throwing the plastic in there, that throws me for a I don't know what the what the guess. Released in 1979, Kenner's Creature Cantina action playset featured swinging doors. Figures not included. Kenner also issued a Butch and Sundance Western Cafe playset mm-hmm. the same year. The base is the same as the Cantina playset. We did a thing on that of the repurpose. That's one of my yep, favorite episodes. Yeah, that is me too. The re- repurposed Kenner uh, toys. So, yep. so this was the Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid playset that they turned into the Creature Cantina playset. No figures included. Produced in 1979. I'll take your guesses. I'm so thinking no, no this is going to be a little more, even though the figures aren't there, but they still had to create the packaging and marketing and the the development into what it what its look on the on the uh, shelf would be. So I'm going to say eleven ninety nine. Okay. Like I always said, if all else fails, nine ninety nine. But I think it's less than that because if there's no fucking figures, I mean, if it's seven ninety nine for four figures, come on, nine ninety nine. That's Sears. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to put a capitalism twist on this. I think I think Sears sold theirs for 7.99 thinking 
people would mix the two up, go to get one thing and end up buying the other and take a share of the market of this play set. So I think Sears based their pricing on the price of this being $79.99 on shelves when it came out. So what's your answer? $7.99. Sorry. I didn't mean to sound so forceful on that. <laughs> what, you stupid, Dave? You dumb? You deaf? You deaf? You stupid? Ding, 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 ding. Oh. Loose, $45. Package, $275. Original retail price, $7.99. Matt gets two points. He's very shrewd. You're very shrewd, you. Thank you. All right. Let's move on to... The Land of the Jawas playset. This was one of my favorite goddamn toys. This is the plastic base. Came with the escape pod, the cardboard sand crawler with the elevator. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. No figures included. Produced in 1979 by Kenner. I used to play the shit out of this thing. I think technically... Yeah, maybe Land Speeder, but... Then technically, uh, the escape pod was my second Star Wars vehicle ever. Mm-hmm. They should it had the little, they should had the little cave this. that you could put R two D two in on the side, yeah. and when you wrote, when you put them up in the elevator, there was a little window, and you could see his little face. <laughs> <laughs> they should put this out, like completely reissue this with the Mandalorian and the little Nick Nolte Ugnot, and then you have <laughs> the second episode of season one. There it is, the whole episode. <laughs> All right, I'll take your your bids whenever you're ready. Nine ninety nine. That's my answer. I, Stealing Christmas. I, I'm going gonna, gonna to take. I'm going to go with Tim. I'm going to take nine ninety nine as well because I think with that the extra little bits and bobs, it's two dollars more. Okay, Chris. I'm going to say with Matt's reasoning, I'm going to say that it's more than that, a little bit more. Like 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 twelve ninety nine. I'm gonna say it's like a tackle. It's like a big. It's kind of biggish. Kind of biggish. It's kind of biggish. Yeah. It's a. You bring it into the court and calling it biggish. <laughs> or, or Philadelphia. Ding 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 ding, ding 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 ding. All right. So either Tim and uh, Tim and Matt get bonus points. Loose fifty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Package two hundred and eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. But in nineteen seventy nine, the original retail price. Was twelve ninety nine? Because it's biggish. Because <laughs> it's, it's big. It says that right here on <laughs> the box. Look, it's biggish. Dave, I wish <laughs> we would have done this as like a, just a, a single episode by itself. I love this. All right, sorry, part. sorry to Turn disappoint you. That it wasn't a single episode. This is awesome. I love. I, I thought of this five minutes before we started recording. <laughs> All right, we got two more. I mean, there are other things on here, but honestly, um, like the X-Wing uh, was the same price as, okay, the, right. as the TIE Fighter. So a lot of the things end up being the same price. So I'm not, I'm not going to ask you doubles or something. They've got they got price buckets, they call them. So cheap. God. Yeah, the X-Wing was 11 or 12.44 or whatever the hell. Oh, my Lord. Was. All right, radio-controlled Jawa sand crawler now. <laughs> Okay. You know the one. Yep, Completely plastic. Radio controlled. Requires two D batteries and two 9-volt batteries. 1979 by Kenner. What's your price? 
$27.99. Okay. I'm going to get in. $24.99. Okay. $24.99. I'll go higher. I'll go $29.99. Chris is, Chris is in his basement. He has a pane of glass. He's writing numbers down on <laughs> yeah, yeah. a window. around. Very close to a ding, ding, ding on this, but oh. not quite, but very close. I like my ding. A loose one, $270. Wow. Packaged $1,100. Sweet bejesus. And somebody has that. Yep. $1,100. But in 1979, the original retail price was $29.95. Wow. Chris, you were four cents off. But Chris gets the point. Oh yes! And so, last but not least, yes, sir. If I'm getting all these right, I get I, this, you're going to get me all this stuff, right? <laughs> you get so the point. So it is Christmas <laughs> in 1979. You didn't get the shit back then. You ain't gonna get it on this Christmas Eve night. Last but not least, all right. You know what I'm saving for last. I hope I do. It's, Oh it's the Millennium Falcon. Oh, spin. that's not what I was hoping for. Oh, I know what you. You know what? That's on here. You know what the original retail I, price is. I just want to know. I don't even want to play. No, I don't. I, what was it? Question mark. Are you serious? Yeah, and that's the know, Droid Factory, right? The Droid Factory. Oh. Matt's favorite toy. Yeah. I was gonna do it. Do you want to see? Oh, do you want to yeah. know what it is? Like, uh, you, you know what it is, don't you? Have one? I have one, but I'm sure I. Those. Well, what? Yeah. What are the prices? Loose fifty five dollars. I didn't pay that pa- much. Packaged two hundred and forty. I bought, I bought, I bought the entire thing, all pieces, no box, for thirty dollars, and then I bought a box for ten dollars. <laughs> That's funny, but that one doesn't match that box, so it's negated. What do you mean? I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. It didn't oh. come in the box. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the oh. original box. I don't care. Yeah. Out of the way, box. Uh, yeah, get that box out of the way. Out of the way. I said I that the other day in the parking lot, and no one knew what I was referring to. <laughs> That's a damn shame. Yep. Every year, people people forget more and more. Yep. Sad. It's Christmas time, folks. Yep. Get those boxes out of the way. <laughs> so last but not least, the Millennium Falcon... In fact, the box of it says Millennium Falcon Spaceship. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. But uh, You don't like that, as I said? Uh, why does it say Spaceship? Just put Millennium Falcon. It's for the Come parents on. that don't know what the hell that means. Millennium yeah. Falcon Spaceship. The spaceship. Yeah, the Honda. I'm looking yep, for the is. one that goes into space. And it's a <laughs> ship. This one, does it go into space or not? I don't know if I need the Millennium Falcon or the Maltese Falcon. Which one does... Yeah. Humphrey Bogart fly. My son asked for one. I need a Maltese or a Millennium. Which one is which? Which one goes into space? <laughs> Once again, Tim is Richard Kind. <laughs> bing bong, right, bong, bing. I'll take your uh, your bids whenever you like. Uh, that sounds like a forty dollar thing. Nah, I'll say thirty nine ninety nine. I was gonna say that. Tim says thirty nine ninety nine. I'm gonna. Else? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. A little lower and go with $35.99. I'm going to... This is like the biggest ship out there. It's a spaceship, Dave, yeah. by the way. Um, <laughs> Not a floaty ship. 
Like if the t- if there's a, like you know seven nine nine and eleven twelve, this is probably like I'll uh, I'll say like t- like in twenty four ninety nine, almost twenty five bucks. So that seems a lot back then. Yeah, a lot of kids did have this, so yeah, I would think yeah, it probably is cheaper than thirty nine ninety nine. You're saying twenty four ninety nine, Chris? Twenty four ninety nine plus tax. Depending on your state, I'm getting up an inflation yeah, calculator to find out what the actual what a, today's price is when Dave reveals it. If it's I, Delaware, I need, I need there's, there's no tax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should put that on here. Did you buy it in? Did you buy it at the duty free shop? <laughs> I like to stop at the duty free shop. <laughs> All right. In 1979. Well, let's do the other prices. Okay. A loose one. $95. A packaged one, $515. Uh, that box was so hard to like, keep nice, too. It's so fucking big. The original retail price in 1979, $24.77. Oh. Chris is only $0.22 <laughs> off again. Why are they these weird numbers? $44.77. Cents. Why is that? I, I don't know. It, there must be some kind of psychology to it, but I don't know what it is. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know. And nine seems higher? Wait, because it is, I yeah, guess? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems like it because it's five more higher, but, you know. The final scores go like this. In third place, with one point, is Tim. <laughs> uh, how's it feel? Getting the music questions wrong, huh? Uh-huh. There were no music questions here. In second place, with seven points, is Matt. And Chris wins the contest nice. with 11 points. Yeah! Uh, you know what? I, for- I forgot to type it in as he said it, so I couldn't remember the exact number. So I typed in $25 in an inflation calculator. And $25 in 1979 is $89.67 in 2020. So it was almost wow. a $100 toy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it does. All right, well, Chris... You know your toys then I, and now. I loved it. That, that was so that much was fun. That was fun. Yep. You beat Matt by, uh, by a few and Tim by a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. But congratulations. And uh, we, we can do this again with the Empire Strikes Back line, Return of the Jedi line. And if you're feeling adventurous, the droids line. Oh, God. Oh, Power of the Force 2 line. Power of the Force. We'll do it. We can do it. I'll, I have the uh, site bookmarked. That's awesome. But I'll never tell you what it is. <laughs> And well, don't go studying. Don't go what? Studying the prices. Uh, me study? <laughs> yeah. No, no real fear of me studying. No, my pencil. Yeah. You're good. You're good, Dave. That was fun. Well, thank you, Dave, for that awesome trivia round. And Matt, thank you for telling us all about that Wesley Web. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And thank you to Jason once again for his support. Yes. Thank you, Jason. Jason. Thank you, Jason. And we will see you next time when we do somebody else. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit 
www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. 